Hey, what's up, guys? We are so excited that you're joining us today. If you're a part of our Grace community, whether in person or online, we would love to connect with you on social media at the Grace AG on all social outlets. But the best way to connect is to join our online community at live.graceassembly.org. Here, you can connect and engage with other Grace members around the world. So, we hope today's message encourages and challenges you. Let's jump right in. have a gift that we like to give to every family, so if they would come right now. This is a, uh, a mini book about fasting, and uh, the, it's by Dave Williams, a favorite author of mine, somebody that I've learned a lot about fasting from, and so we wanted to put one of these in the hands of every family. Go ahead. One per family, please, if you would. Uh, take this, and my, and my ask for you this week is if you would read this tiny book today, if you could, but at least before next week, because 21 days of prayer and fasting begins uh, next Sunday. And of course, the fasting portion of it is going to begin on Monday, okay? So we want to be clear. The details about how we're going to fast are in your message notes today. So uh, every Sunday when you come in, we pass out these paper notes Hopefully some of you grab them. We would love for everybody to grab those. You can also download those electronically at info.graceassembly.org. But it has the details of how we're going to fast. Now, there's one uh, big change about our fast this year, and that is we're asking everybody to do the same type of fast. Okay? Uh, for years and years... We would do the type of fast we're going to do this year uh, together as a church. And then as the years went by, we started to say, you know, fast however the Lord leads and fast however, you know, this way, this way. And what we learned is that because we're humans, we tend to take the path of least resistance. And I think there's something that we've lost over the years. I think we've lost the unity of everybody doing the same thing together. Are you hearing me today? And so I'm asking everybody to do the same type of food fast uh, together. And again, the details are in your message notes. And it's a, really, it's a progressive food fast. So week one, uh, there's a certain type of foods that we're going to eat. This week two. And then week three is when it really ramps up uh, into some serious fasting, okay? And so I'm asking you to consider that, and uh, we'll make a commitment to do that next Sunday, Okay? This Wednesday is first Wednesday, and it's the first, first Wednesday of the year. I'm going to be preaching on Wednesday, and, and that's the topic I'm going to address. I'm going to talk about fasting and how to fast and why that's so important. And I've got some people who are going to share their testimony that I think is going to encourage you. So make sure you set aside this Wednesday to join us for a, a service, because I'm going to teach you about what fasting is and what it's not and why it's important and how to do it the right way. You will be encouraged, and so hopefully you will be there uh, and be part of that service. 
Uh, today, I want to start a, a brand new series on January 1st called First. I want to talk to you about the principle of first. Uh, let me start by saying you may not know that on Christmas Eve, uh, the weekend services that we had, seems like a month ago, doesn't it? That was last weekend. Uh, that was like 70 degrees ago. <laughs> Did you know that 84 people responded in the altar calls that they were going to make Jesus the first, the, play, the first, the center of their lives, made a decision to follow Jesus Christ? <laughs> Praise God. That, that's really what it's all about. So thank you for those who invited people, who prayed, who served. That's what it's all about, is people making a decision to make Jesus Christ the center, the first of their lives. And I'm really going to stay on that same theme because I feel like this is what God is saying to me personally, and I think this is what God is saying to the church of Jesus Christ, especially in America, that we need to get our lives in order. Especially our spiritual lives but really the rest of our lives. Let's be honest, the last couple of years, that's been a lot. We've had pandemics and politics and vaccines and recessions and inflations, challenges with our health, with mental health. It has been a lot in a short period of time. And a lot, and a lot for a lot of us, it's kind of knocked us off of our center. And we've gotten our priorities mixed up. And we've gotten our priorities out of whack. Uh, and, the, and the way that we know this is because our lives aren't working the way they're supposed to be working. And things aren't turning out the way they're supposed to be turning out. Have you ever gone to a gas station and you pull up and they've got that yellow plastic thing on the handle? What does it say? Out of order. Which means it don't work. You ever gone to a vending machine? You're hungry. You know, there's a sign. Out of order. You know, when it was really cold, I went to get some air in my tires, and uh, three different places I went to, there was a sign on the air pump machine. You know what it said? Out of order. You know what out of order means? It doesn't work. And can I tell you that when our lives are out of order, they don't work either. So what I see, what I hear God saying to me and to all of us, it's time to put everything back in order, including Putting God first. So every Sunday in January, I want to talk to you about the principle of first things in the Bible. And uh, this is going to be our, our theme verse in Proverbs chapter 3, verse 6 from the Living Bible. It says, in everything you do, put God where? First, and he will direct you and crown your efforts with success. Your life's going to work. It's going to work better. It's going to work right if you put God first. And so that's what we're going to be talking about today and for the next few weeks. And, and this is the big idea that, that I want to teach you is that the order is important. The order of our lives, the order of our schedules, the order of our priorities is very important. And I want to, I want to illustrate it to you this way. This is an illustration I've used before. Uh, some of you, this is not an original to me. This is all over the internet. Lots of people have used this for business. They've used it in church and different things. But the idea is simple, that the big rocks go first. Okay, now the way it works is this. This, this glass, this container is your life. 
and, or this could be 24 hours in your day, it could be a week, but whatever it is, this is the capacity of your life. And these little rocks are the little things that take up so much space in our lives. Now, they're not bad things, they're just the non-priority things like, uh, let's be honest, half of this for most of us is Facebook, right? It's social media, it's, it's Instagram, it's Reels, it's, it's Netflix, it's shopping, it's sports, it's, uh, you know, it's all the, it's not, not bad things at all, but they're non-essential things. You know, I don't think anybody on their deathbed is going to say, boy, I really wish I wouldn't draft a Jonathan Taylor for my fantasy football team in 2022 because I, because how many know if you draft a Jonathan Taylor, you're not in your fantasy league Super Bowl. There's about 10 of you that know what I'm talking about. But the idea here is, you know, these are the non-essential things that fill up our lives. Now, the big rocks are the big things, the priorities, the most important things. And of course, we want to make sure that our relationship with God is the first and most important thing. So we put our, our, our relationship with God in there. And of course, uh, we have our relationships with our family members, you know, our marriages, with our kids and all of that. And we want that to fit in there, you know. And then, of course, you know, there's money. We got to make sure that we take care of our money. We got we to gotta give to God. We got to get, we got to save. We got things like that. And well, then there's my health, you know. I really need to focus on doing my health better, you know, and all of these priorities. And here's, here's what happens. It doesn't fit. We want these things. We want the important things. We come to church and we talk about these things. The problem is we're trying to fit them to an already full life. And then our lives don't work. And, and if we're honest, a lot of you will look at this illustration right now. You're like, that's my life. Because it feels chaotic. It feels overwhelming. It feels like I just can't fit everything in. And, and, and if we're honest, you're like, well, my, my life's kind of preaching to me anyway because my relationship with God's not where I want it to be and my, my family relationships are stressed and, you know, I tend, to, I tend to spend what I make and, you know, there's really no plan. Are, are you with me? And so the problem is not these things are bad. The problem is they're out of, they're out of order. So watch what happens if I choose, uh, I take the big rocks here, and instead of putting them in last, I put them in first. So my relationship with God is not just important to me, it's the most important thing to me. So I don't just add God to my life, God is first in my life. First in my time, first in my finances, first in my life. Somebody say amen. Amen. So I put my relationship with God and make it a priority and my relationship with my family. I prioritize my marriage. I spend time with my kids and I want them to grow up to be responsible and resourceful and respectful, right? So I work on that and I make it a priority. And of course, uh, with my money, all right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pay God first and I'm gonna, then I'm going to pay myself and hey, I'm going to live on a margin. Go figure. I've got a plan there. And then, then my health, I'm going to start moving a little bit more and, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to you know, do a little bit better in those areas. Now, the big rocks are first. Well, that means I can't have any of this, pastor. That is not what I'm saying. Look what happens when you go ahead and add the little things back into your lives. Facebook, 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 social media, Instagram, 
sports, ESPN, Netflix, Netflix, you know, shopping, golf, you know, all these things, you know, important things, all right, in my life. And I add them, and here's the amazing thing, guess what? It all fits. What's the difference? The difference is the order. The order is important. Can you, can you say that with me? The order is important. Write this down if you would. Uh, order determines capacity. What we choose to put first in our lives determines the capacity of our lives. Now let me illustrate it to you this way. Years ago, uh, my garage was overflowing. Anybody know what, what I'm talking about? Your garage just attracts things. And pretty soon, you know, uh, you're trying to get out of your car, but you can't. You kind of, you know, you got to scoot around everything because everything kind of ends up in the garage. So one day, you know, I, I, I grabbed my boys. and like, hey, we're going to clean out the garage. And so what do you do when you clean out the garage? You pull everything out, right? So you can sweep the corners and all this kind of stuff. And so I asked, the, I asked my boys, and this was a long time ago, I said, what are we going to put back first? And so they just started grabbing paint cans, you know, and hand tools and things like that. I'm like, that's not the way it's going to work. The first thing we got to do, we got to put the big stuff in first, the mowers, the bikes, you know, the things like that. And if we put those, in thing, those things in first, then let's put in the, you know, the screwdrivers and the paint cans and the, and, and the hand tools and all of that. And there's the amazing thing that happened. When we were done, not only was my garage clean, I had more room. Because the order is important, and the order determines the capacity of our lives. Did you know Jesus said this in Matthew chapter 6, verse 31, in the Sermon on the Mount? He said, don't worry saying what will we eat or what will we drink or what will we wear, for the pagans run after all these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them, but seek, are you guys here with me? Seek first the kingdom and his righteousness and all these things will be added to you as well. What he is saying, he says, it's not some magic formula. It's this idea of order and order determines capacity. That if you put me first, you're actually going to have more room in your life for the things that I created for your enjoyment. I'm preaching better than your amen and already today because this, this is good stuff. This is what Jesus said to all of us. So uh, when we put God first, it increases our capacity. Here's the second thing I want you to write down. Order communicates priority. Order communicates priority. So whatever I spend the biggest amount of time on is important to me. Whatever I spend my money on is important to me. And that's communicating to God and it's communicating to other people what my priorities are. If we really wanted to get serious about this, we would ask somebody in our family or somebody who knows us well, based on how I spend my time and how I spend my money, what would you say is important to me? Because how many know they would know? Uh, our families know what's important to us. Again, years ago, many years ago, uh, we first started pastoring this church. Uh, the building that we started with needed a lot of work. 
So uh, Tracy and I and uh, the people who were part of this church, man, we worked hard. New carpet, new paint. We were, we were fixing up everything. It just suffice it to say, there, there was a period of several months that we were spending a lot of time at the church. Now, my oldest son, Braden, was about one and a half years old at the time. I'll never forget one day, we're driving up 31 to come to the church. He points over from the back of the car in his car seat, and he points at the church building and says, home. <laughs> oh, it was like an arrow went right through my heart, because how many know I had some priorities out of whack and out of order? If your kids think that church, well, never mind. That, it was bad. Revelation chapter 2, the Bible says, I know your deeds, your hard work, and your perseverance, but I hold this against you. You have forsaken your first love. I think what God would say to a lot of us here as we begin 2023 You've got a lot in your jar, but I'm not first. You've got a lot going on in your life, and you're trying to keep me part of your life, but I don't want to be part of your life. I want to be first in your life. And I think what Jesus said to the churches in Revelation here, he's saying to the church of Jesus Christ in 2023, I think we've left our first love. We want, to put, we want to change that. We want to fix that, right? Because God notices what we put first. People are noticing what we put first. And when our lives are out of order, we're communicating to everyone else that something else is more important than our relationship with God. And so we've got to make sure uh, that we do that. Order communicates priority. And then write this down. Order impacts the rest. The order that we do things impacts the rest. So if I do things in the right order and I do things in the right priority, not only does it increase my capacity, not only does it communicate what's priority, but it also, what I do first has the power to bless the rest. And again, this is a scriptural principle all throughout the Bible, but let me show you just one verse in Proverbs chapter 3. The Bible says, in all your ways, acknowledge him. Honor the Lord with your wealth, with the first fruits of all your crops. Then your barns will be filled to overflowing. And so the reality is God says, if you put me first, there's going to be an impact on the rest of your life. If you put me first, there's going to be an impact to bless the rest of your life. Now, so let's take these principles and let's, let's pick three big rocks and let's talk about how we can put them first. And the first one is, is time. I mean, oh, time is a big rock. The one thing that makes us all equal is that we all have the same amount of time every day. But I like what Job says. Actually, I hate what Job says. <laughs> but it's true. He said, my days go by faster than a runner. They fly away without seeing any joy. Can I get a witness in the house of God? Doesn't that feel like what's happening right now? It's New Year's 2023. Weren't we just here? Didn't we just do this? 
It's kind of funny, right after our, our Christmas Eve services, I, I sent a note to our team. I said, hey, we're going to play next year's Christmas as soon as we get back from, from this break that we're having, because how many know it'll be here just like that? It feels like time is flying, does it not? And, you know, I remember when I was young, I used to hear old people. <laughs> old people say, man, time is flying, like, because you're old, you know? But I hear teenagers say that. I hear, I hear young adults say the very same thing. Time is going by so fast. So how do we slow time down? Look at this. Proverbs chapter 10. Reverence for God adds hours to your day. Putting God first in your day actually increases your capacity for that day. This verse is actually saying that if I put God first in my schedule, he's going to give me more time. Not in quantity, but in quality. He's going to make us more blessed, more productive, more fruitful. Somebody say amen. amen. Now, this is never more apparent than when you choose to fast and pray. Because how many know... Uh, if, if you do fasting the way we're recommending and you, and you turn off the television and you severely limit social media and all that sugar that you've been binging on for the last week or so starts to go out of your body, how many know it's going to be about 6 o'clock in the evening you're going to like, is it time for bed yet? <laughs> like, why is this day dragging so long? You don't know Why? Because you are doing what the scripture says, you're giving reverence to the Lord, you're putting him first, but you're slowing down your life, you're simplifying your life, and it makes it better. You know, I think a lot of people say, uh, I don't have time to pray, or I don't have time to study the Bible. Can I, can I just be honest with you and say, you don't have time because you're not making it a priority? Good preaching, amen. If we put God first in our time, our days are going to get longer. Uh, how about another big rock, family? This is what I feel like God is saying to me. You know, we're going to spend a lot of time in 2023 talking about family and relationships because I feel like a lot of our families are, are feeling pressure and strain and, and hurt and pain because, because we're out of order. Our relationships are, are out of order. And, and, I, and I, I know all of us would say, you know, that our marriages, our kids are, are very important. But the problem is, many times, there's a disconnect between what I'm saying is important and what I'm actually doing with my time. I doubt anything I'm saying to you today is, is brand new to you. You know, that we need to put God first. We need to get our priorities straight. Yeah, Pastor, I've heard this before. The reality is we all know it. But many of us just aren't doing it. Uh, I heard somebody put it to me this way. Uh, the distance between the truth you know and the truth you live equals the pain you experience. Let me let you chew on that for a second. The distance between the truth you know and the truth you actually live out equals the pain that you experience. I think for for. Far too many families, there's a lot of pain because things are out of order. Relationships are strained because we're too busy, too stressed out, too stretched. 
and we need to get our lives back in order. Can I tell you that the formula for having a great family is putting God first in your family? No one said amen, so I'm going to say it again. The formula for having a great family is putting God first in your family. That's what God wants for us. It's the way he designed families uh, to work. Years ago, uh, of all places, Harvard did a study of divorce in America. And for the longest time, the statistic that gets repeated a lot is that one out of every two marriages in America ends in divorce. I don't know if you know this, but actually in Johnson County, in our county, it's actually higher than that. But they did a study in finding out, you know, what's the cause? How do we, how do we stop this? How do we, how do we overcome this? And it's an amazing thing what they found. They found that if a couple got married in a church, they made church a priority, uh, and, they, and they included a relationship with God in their lives in this very practical way of simply praying for one another on a regular basis. They found that the rate of divorce wasn't one out of two. They found instead of one out of two, it was one in every 1,105. That's point zero one. Somebody do the math, zero, zero, one. It's, it's not much. I mean, no, it's better odds. And what, what that says is, is it communicates exactly what we're saying, is that if I put God first, he blesses the rest. Now, how many know one practical way that we can put God first in our families is through giving God the first day of the week? And I know some of you are thinking, Monday? I'm supposed to give it? No. You know, I'm not talking about following your Gregorian calendar because Sunday is the first day of the week. I'm talking about making a habit that my family goes to church on Sunday. Do not shout me down. How many know that should not be up for debate? It should not be up for a vote. I learned a long time when my kids were little, we do not negotiate with terrorists. <laughs> Come on, somebody, right? It shouldn't be about what the weather is or is not going to be. It shouldn't be about what game is on or what game is not. or what. Come on, somebody. I got to make serving Jesus a priority, and when I make the first day of the week a priority, what I'm communicating to my family is that God is first. And instead of training my kids to grow up to be church dropouts, I'm training my kids that putting God first is a legacy of my family, and they're going to do the same thing. This is a rhetorical question, but if I ask, how many would like the blessing of God on your family? How many would like the blessing of God on your relationship? Yeah, pastor, sign me up. Put God first, and he will bless the rest. You know, and, and I think the reality is for a lot of our families, it's just we're out of order. And if we put them in order, God's going to bless the rest. One more big rock, and then we'll, we'll pray about it, Okay. How many know a big rock for a lot of us is money? Money is a big rock because it really is a tale of our priorities. Jesus put it this way, where your treasure is, there your heart is. So if we really want to know what our priorities are, we look at how we spend our money. So God 
in his infinite wisdom, came up with this amazing plan to teach us to put him first. You know what that plan is? It's called tithing. Now, tithing is not just a tenth of your income. That's what the word tithe means, by the way, a tenth. But it also talks about the first of your income. Giving God the first. Now, depending on which internet guru you you watch or what YouTube video you watch, if you go to the Bible, why God created this system, it's pretty brilliant, actually, because God did not create tithing to get money out of your pocket. Deuteronomy puts it this way. The purpose of tithing is to teach you to always put God first. So the whole tithing thing, it's really a training tool to train your heart to always put Jesus first because Jesus said there's always a connection between your heart and your money. So if I put my money and I make, make sure my money goes to God first, guess where my heart's going? He's first in my life as well. And that's, what God, that's why God did that. That's why God created all of that so that we could put him first in our lives. It trains us to put him first. Now, putting God first in our money doesn't come naturally, does it? So we have to train ourselves. But if we want God to be first in our life, he's got to be first in our finances. Aren't you glad you came to church today? Now, I know a lot of you just recently made a decision to follow Jesus, and we congratulate you. No, no better decision can you make than to follow Jesus. Somebody say amen. amen. Let me give you pro tip. One of the very smartest things you can do as a new believer is begin to tithe to your local church. Why would I do that? Because you're training your heart to put God first. And I heard somebody put it this way. What you invest in, you won't quickly walk away from. I call tithing backsliding insurance. It really is. Because if my treasure's there, guess where my heart's going to be? My heart's, I'm training. So you're like, well, I, I thought the tithing thing would come later. No, let's do it right now. Let's go ahead and make that decision right now that Jesus is first in my life. <coughs> Good preaching. Thank you so much. And I don't think it was an accident uh, that, uh, that Paul said on 1 Corinthians chapter 16 that we do that on the first day of the week. Set aside something for the offering. It's an act of worship. So when I come to church on Sunday, God, you're first. When I give God my tithe, God, you're first. When I, when I do 21 days of prayer at the beginning of the year, what am I saying? God, you're first. Are you getting this? And we're putting our lives in order, and things begin to happen. Now, it takes faith to believe this stuff, doesn't it? I just need anybody that's willing to testify that any of these principles have been found true in your life to raise your hand. Come on, I'm going to give you a minute. Any of you have found any of these principles to be true in your life, raise your hand. Now, those of you that aren't raising your hand, no, keep them up, keep them up. Because I'm looking at pretty much 90% of the people. You can put your hands down. Now, aren't you glad I didn't ask how many are currently doing it? We all know from past that this works. Putting God first works. And let's be honest. 
Some of us come over here, and when I had this first illustration and, and all these priorities kind of spilling out, nothing really fit, your life is kind of like your garage. It's a mess. And you're just trying to negotiate, and things are tight. Can I tell you, put your life back in order. Make sure the big rocks go first. And your capacity for all that God wants to do in your life is doing, going to increase. And then when you do that, you're going to be communicating to everybody else, hey, this is what's most important in my life. And here's the cool thing, that when I put God first, he blesses the rest. Why would I want to, why would I want to do all of this? Why would I want to fast for 21 days and pray and why would I want to put God first in the tithe? Why would I want to make a commitment to be in the house of God the first day of the week? Well, here's the reality. I've heard it. I've said this many years. It's not original to me, but 2023 will be the best year of your life if it's the best year of your life spiritually. And we get to decide that on the first day of the year. Can anybody tell me what 2023 is going to be like? I can't tell you exactly what's going to happen to you. I can't tell you what's going to happen in the world. I can't tell you what's going to be in the news. But I can tell you this, that if we'll put God first in every area of our life, our capacity will increase, our priorities will change, and he'll bless the rest. So, I want you to pray about something this week, all right? I want to challenge you. By the way, if you're new to our church, welcome to Grace Assembly of God, where we challenge you to grow in your walk with the Lord. I like to put it this way. This is not a namby-pamby, kissy-poo, huggy-bear church, right? We love you, but we want to speak the truth in love, but we all want to grow in our relationship and be like Jesus, so here's my challenge to you. I'm going to call it the first challenge. So here's how it works. For the month of January, which means the next 31 days, I'm going to do this. I'm going to give God the first part of the year by participating in 21 days of prayer and fasting. And I'm going to give God the first part of the week by attending Sunday services every week. In January. And I'm going to give God the first part of my day by starting the habit of prayer and Bible study for 30 days. And I'm going to give God the first part of my income by giving a tithe to the Lord through this church. Do it for the next 30 days. Put God first in every area of your life, just like we talked about for the next 30 days. Now, what's going to happen? What's going to happen is your life is going to go from being out of order to being in order, and things will begin to change in your life. And you will begin this great new year that is lying before us on the right path, going the right direction, with the right mindset with the right attitude, come on somebody, and you will be in position for God to do in your life everything that he wants to do.
Because let's be honest, a lot of our resolutions and goals, none of those things are bad, but a lot of them are very self-focused. It's really, we're focusing on me, 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 me. And what we really want to do is focus on Jesus. And this amazing thing happens when I focus on Jesus. He gives me the desires of my heart. I'm going to say that one more time. It's an amazing thing that happens when I lay my life down and I put God first. The Bible says, in all my ways, in all your ways, acknowledge him. He'll give you the desires of your heart. God's a good father. He loves you. He's not trying to play take away from you or keep away from you. He wants you to experience every blessing in the kingdom of God. He wants you to be blessed with every spiritual blessing. Come on, somebody. That's your, that's your father. He loves you. He loves you. He loves you because let's be honest, it's a not a matter of what is first. It's a matter of who is first. It's not a matter of what's first in my life. It's who is first in my life. And this is what I, I shared on Christmas Eve. Jesus at the center. It starts with him. Everything starts with him. My life, my schedule, my family, my relationships, my work, my money, everything starts with Jesus. Would you bow your heads? And would you begin to let the Holy Spirit just speak to you? Maybe you want to pray this simple prayer, Holy Spirit, what are you saying to me in this message? What are you speaking to me about in this message right now? Just go ahead right where you're sitting. Make an altar where you're sitting. First day of the year. Jesus, are you the center of my life? Are you the center of my schedule? Are you the center in my family? Are you first in my money? Are you first in everything? And if the Holy Spirit is convicting you, that's a good thing, by the way. Because I heard somebody put it this way, that conviction is an invitation to change. It's not condemnation. Conviction is an invitation to change, to make a, to make a decision. But I'm going to put Jesus first. Right where you're sitting. Would you do business with God? If there are things that are out of order, just go ahead and say, God, I'm sorry for letting things come before you. Letting schedules come before you. Letting my priorities come before you. And just say, Lord, I repent. I repent for doing that. My life is preaching to me that it's just not working. It's out of order. And so, Lord, today I choose to put you first. In my life, in every way, in every area. Help me to do that, Lord. For some of you... You've never made this decision in your life to put Jesus first. Some of you have been away from the Lord. And you showed up at church today or you're watching online at this moment because you just, you just, you ended 2022 and it just wasn't good. Nothing was good. You're like, I'm going to give, I'm going to give church a try. I'm going to give, I'm going to give Jesus a try. What a great decision. And the way that you give Jesus a try is not by adding him to your life. It's putting him first in your life. If you want to make that decision today, it's the greatest decision of your life. Would you pray this simple prayer with me together? Father, 
Today, I choose to put you first in every area of my life. I receive Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior because you died for me, because you rose again. And from this day forward, my life is yours. In Jesus' name, I pray. All God's people said, amen. Would you give God praise for every man, woman, student, and child who made that decision? Come on, no golf clapping for that. Amen. 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 Stand with me if you would. Here's what we're going to do. So next Sunday, I'm going to give every one of you a card, and I'm going to ask you to put your name on the dotted line about taking the first challenge, okay? And uh, I know you'll be blessed for doing that. And I debated on whether or not to do that right now or give you a week. And I just thought, it's probably going to be better. Let's make that decision next Sunday when we begin 21 days of prayer and fasting, okay? So I appreciate everybody doing that here today. I'd like to invite our prayer team to come, if you guys would, to stand across the front going to close every service by taking time to pray for people with needs. So if you've got a need in your life, uh, in just a moment, we're going to sing this chorus, and I'm going to invite you to come and find one of these prayer team leaders across the front, and they're going to pray with you, and they're going to agree with you that God's going to move in your life, and God's going to give you an answer to prayer. Uh, perhaps you, your, your family needs prayer. Maybe you need a miracle of some, of some sort. Maybe there's something heavy on your heart. The Bible says if two or three agree concerning any one thing, there's power in that. So there's power when we pray together. Amen? Now, before I invite you to come, let me just encourage you a couple more things. Take that fasting booklet and read it. It's probably only going to take you 30 minutes or less, but it will encourage you. I promise you, it will encourage you, especially learning how to fast. Uh, our website, graceassembly.org forward slash 21 days. There are messages and articles on there about fasting and how to do it the right way. Really want to encourage you to make sure you read that, that list of how we're going to fast because you'll need to prepare for that. And I'm really excited about the unity that we're going to experience in our church because we're all going to be doing the same thing together. All right? So that's going to be awesome. We're looking forward to that. And don't forget this Wednesday night, first Wednesday, I'm going to be speaking. We're going to talk all about fasting. You're going to be encouraged. You're going to hear some testimonies. It's going to be great. Do you need prayer? We're going to sing this song. And as they begin to sing, you come forward for prayer. Go ahead and come right now. Thank you so much for tuning in to this week's message. Don't forget to subscribe to the Grace Assembly of God podcast so you're up to date on all sermons. Also, if you want more Grace content, make sure you subscribe to the Deeper Grace podcast, where Pastor Wayne will dive deeper into his most recent message. Have a great week, and God bless.